0: Hey guys, Mubarak here. If you're at all interested in crypto trading, investing, and figuring out what are the best altcoins to invest in now, check out altcoinresearch.com. We just launched our new course that goes through the A to Z, regardless of your background or experience, and I know you guys are going to love it, so go check it out. Hey guys, Mubarak here of Mpenny Stock. Hope you're doing well. On today's episode, I have a great guest with me, uh, also from New York. His name is David Jaffe of BestStockStrategy.com. And uh, today we're going to get into a topic that I know a lot of you guys ask about, a lot of you guys email in about, but we don't necessarily have it at in penny Stock, And so we brought on David uh, to talk about options and his background and stuff. So David, why don't you uh, just tell a little bit about yourself to the audience uh, and then we'll get right into it.
1: Sure. My name is David Jaffe and I run beststockstrategy.com. I grew up in New York. I went to Cornell University and I worked as an investment banker for about five years. And about three years ago, I started teaching people how to trade stock options.
0: Nice. Okay. Okay. So let's take it back to kind of the beginning between right where you just kind of left off, which was um, investment banking, New York City, you know, Makes sense that you have kind of you're in the finance realm still, but will, why take that shift to options trading? Is that what you were doing at Wall Street, or kind of how did that go, get uh, get started?
1: No, when I was working as an investment banker, I was a um, pretty much did whatever I was told from the managing directors, and people think that working as an investment banker is extremely glamorous. And I guess at times it can be, but probably around 98, 99% of the job was a lot of grunt work or feeling underappreciated and being very stressed out and having your employer tell you that you're very lucky and fortunate to have that job where internally you don't feel that way, or at least myself mm-hmm. and probably everyone else that I was working with felt that they, um, they, they didn't like the job. But at the same time, when I was at, When I was at Cornell, I uh, studied finance and investment banking has a lot to do with finance. So I was trading a little bit on the side with the little time that I had. And um, I tried a lot of other strategies like buy and hold and things of that nature. But I never really felt that I had control over the situation. I felt more Mm -hmm. that when I would buy a stock, I was essentially like cheerleading, like I would do the fundamental analysis, I would look at the technicals, but the reality was that I was just pretty much, you know, hoping that it would go up if I bought it. And then I didn't really know like when to sell or if I sold too early, then instead of showing appreciation for taking a gain, I would get upset with myself for leaving money on the table. And then I started um, looking into selling option premium because it's very similar to how casinos, and insurance companies make money. And instead of trying to hit home runs, it's a good way for the traders to hit singles, have a very high win rate. And at the same time, they can, if done correctly, exceed the returns of the S&P 500.
0: Nice. Okay. So explain that a little bit. I really like what you mentioned about the control aspect, because that's something that a lot of traders you know, don't have. And that's what the number one kind of mistake or kind of issues that traders end up having or newbies kind of getting involved. And even even throughout, it's it's, you're right. It is kind of just, you know, you can do all the research you want, but at some time, you know, the market just won't make sense. And so um, explain a little bit about uh, options trading being like uh, casinos and insurance companies like you mentioned. How does how does that work for someone who doesn't know about what options are?
1: Sure. So today, I believe, is July 13th, 2021, and Tesla is trading around, I think, like 660 or 670, and its 52-week high is around like 900. So let's say you are very bullish on Tesla, and you believe that the stock long-term is going to go up, but you don't necessarily want to buy it right now at around, let's say, 670 because you believe that there's potentially some risk in the marketplace, but you would be happy to own it at, let's say, 610 or 620 So what you can do is instead of buying it at $670 and also because you're owning stock, you're using up a decent amount of buying power because for regulation T, your buying power is going to be reduced by 50% of the market value of the stock that you buy. Instead, you can sell a put option. You can choose the strike price. You can choose whether you want to sell a 590 strike or a 600 or a 620 or any other strike that's offered. Now, what a strike is, is if you sell a specific strike price, that Mm -hmm. obligates the seller of the option to buy 100 shares of the underlying stock, which in this case would be Tesla, at the chosen strike price. So in the worst case scenario, if Tesla were to fall below your chosen strike price, let's say, hypothetically speaking, you chose 620, then you would be obligated to buy Tesla at 620, irrespective of what the current market price was. And in exchange for assuming that risk, you are going to get paid money. So you'd probably get paid, depending upon the expiration date, because every option has an expiration date, you'd probably get paid around four to five dollars for every share that you sell, which okay. which would be about four to five hundred dollars per contract.
0: So you so okay, so to kind of bring it into like real life scale of how it works, is this? done on an app is it mobile is it on a desktop or is it something fancy how would you kind of get started doing it or being ha- is it like a Robin Hood type thing where you could do it from your phone or
1: yeah, that's a great question I use etrade and I make every single trade from my phone using the power eTrade app I probably make around three opening trades a week and about two or three like closing trades or managing a trade. Um, I probably spend around 20 minutes a day trading, you know, just like monitoring nice. the markets and seeing what's going on. I make it, like I said, I make every trade for my phone. So it's not something where I'm, I'm spending a lot of time, like looking at charts or analyzing data. I actually don't even read any articles on any of the underlines. And that might sound a little bit crazy because for someone who worked in investment banking, where everything was about mm-hmm. research, putting together pitch books or yourself as like a CPA, you're a numbers guy and i am as well but the reality is that for the stocks that i'm trading like amazon microsoft facebook tesla those companies are so large that there's nothing that you're going to read that is going that is not already priced into the current market price of the stock mm-hmm. and i think that's a huge advantage because it's so efficient it's an efficient marketplace where you don't have to spend that much time looking at charts or doing research or reading or looking at 10 K's or 10 Q's or guessing about like a pharmaceutical, um, you know, pharmaceutical application, whether it's going to get approved by the FDA. So, so yeah.
0: Okay. So you had mentioned something, two things that I liked. And one thing I had a question about, which was again, going back to why do you feel that you have more control with options trading? And then could you clarify what you had mentioned that in a certain situation, you would have to uh, be responsible for buying uh, Tesla if it doesn't hit a certain amount? So how does could you clarify that a little bit?
1: Yeah, definitely. So regarding control, you can choose the strike price, which is, again, it's the, the price that you're obligated to buy the option if you sell a put strike. So let's say you're not as bullish as someone else on Tesla. Let's say you think it's going to fall down to 550. Instead of selling a 620, you can then sell a 530 or a 540 put. You, and instead of collecting $4, you'll probably correct, collect around $2. So you'll receive less money, but you're also taking less risk. And then secondarily regarding control, you can also choose a shorter duration expiration. Meaning that you can have that option expire next Friday, or you can have it expire in two weeks. Or if you're extremely bullish on the trade, you can sell an option that expires three months from now and collect even more money. So that's why you have control, because you choose the underlying that you're bullish on, or you can be bearish and sell calls. You can choose the strike price, and you can also choose the expiration and okay, then,
0: interesting. Oh yeah, sorry, and, I didn't mean to cut you off. Here.
1: And then regarding um, you know, taking ownership of it. So in the worst case scenario, what I, what I like to do if a trade gets challenged, I will then close out the existing trade and then give That's it time to be right and then lower the strike price. So let's say I sold a 620 put option on Tesla and then the market drops like 5% and tesla goes down to let's say tesla since it's a higher beta stock it goes down like 10% and it drops to about 600 or so i yeah. can then i can close out the trade that i originally sold with an expiration of let's say 2 to 3 weeks i can buy that back and then sell in expiration that expires in 2 months and then reduce that put option all the way down to about 570. So therefore, I can actually reduce my obligation from buying it at 620 all the way down to, to 570, as long as
0: I get okay. it. Okay. So that would kind of be like the hedging of options for you almost.
1: Yeah, okay. it's a way of managing the position.
0: Understood. But now, so for people who are kind of new to options, and just to kind of make it a little bit more clear, so, you know, when people buy a stock, right, the most that they can lose when they go long is the amount that they put in, right? When they short, the risk increases a little bit because it can keep going up and you don't know when you'll have to buy back and it can be a margin call. What are the relevant risks associated with this selling put option strategy?
1: Yeah, that's that's great. I think that the biggest risk that people have is that they're going to have a very high win rate by selling out of the money options. Out of the money means that that if the option if, that if the underlying stock didn't move and you sell a strike price that is out of the money, then that means that you're going to collect all the premium as long as the option doesn't move outside or below rather your short put strike. So the the problem is that option sellers are going to win anywhere from 90 to 95% of their trades. And as human beings, we inherently get a little bit greedy. So we are not satisfied earning X percent or winning like X percent of our trades. Instead, we want to take on more risk and make even more money. The problem with that is because what I said previously, where when you are forced, when you buy stock, your buying power is reduced by 50%. But when you trade options, your buying powers reduce anywhere from about 10 to 20%. If you trade too many contracts, and then the market has a 5 to 20% correction, just for example, and then yeah. you have a lot of positions that are in the money, your broker might force you to close out those positions for a loss because you might get placed in a margin call. So that's the biggest risk that I see where people get complacent. They think that this is very easy. They don't fear the market and they trade too large and they'll win all of their trades for five months. And then they'll run into a really bad week and they'll lose all the gains from, from, you know, the past four or five months.
0: Got it. Got it. And kind of how we talked about prior to the show, uh, what is kind of the, Expected returns, or not expected, obviously average or returns, or like how is it different from other styles of trading that you would say?
1: We target a return of about 3% a month. And okay. that would be, I guess, on, on average. Now, volatility also plays a role when you're selling options. During a time like right now in the middle of July 2021, where the VIX is relatively low. I mean, the VIX right now, I know that it was up today. It's about like 17. But when the VIX is below, when it's trading at around 15, that means that there's a lot of complacency in the marketplace. And people think that the future is not very risky. As a result, very similar to insurance companies, if you're trying to buy hurricane insurance in Kansas or in Washington State, you're going to be able to get a very inexpensive rate. Whereas if you want to buy hurricane insurance in Miami, then you're going to pay significantly more because there is the expectation that there's going to be significantly more A higher chance
0: of it happening.
1: Exactly. So when the VIX or volatility is low, then when you sell options, you collect less money. When the VIX is very high, then you can make anywhere from about, Six to seven percent a month, but when the VIX is low, you're probably going to make about like two percent a month, and then on average, we target around three percent. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: Okay, okay. And so say I'm a stock trader now or a crypto trader, right? I have some of the apps and even maybe E-Trade. What do I need to do to get started with options trading? Is there anything that I need to have beforehand or that you would recommend with your experience to have set up or. Yeah. So
1: you can trade with Webull or Robinhood. I think Robinhood gold even potentially offers um, it offers like some margin capabilities. I think that it's important for traders to, to learn different strategies. And I like selling options because I feel like I have more control over a position. And I feel that I'm not just like passive, like, like, you know, along for the ride. Um, yeah. And what what people should do, they can get like free education. Um, they can go to bestopstrategy.com and enter in their email, and then receive some education. There's also like some really great YouTubers. I have a YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash strategy. They can learn for free without spending anything, and they can just see if it fits their risk criteria or if it if it's something that they want to do because A lot of young people, when you're young, everyone feels that that they're untouchable, like nothing bad can happen. So they're okay with with spending like a few thousand dollars and trying to hit home runs. And sometimes they do amazing and sometimes they turn that $2,000 into like $50,000. But this strategy would be great for even young people where they can take higher risk with 70% of their portfolio allocate 20 or 30% of the portfolio towards selling options. And then they can see like over time, which one they enjoy better, which one gives them a better return. And that way they have choices regarding what, what the best strategy is for them.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. And how much money would you say to, you would want to kind of put aside to get started with options trading?
1: I think it's, um, around, you can get started theoretically with like $2,000 because that will give you a margin account. The The problem with that is it's going to be really difficult to, to trade actively with $2,000 because even if you're trading a spread and a spread is going back to the Tesla example, where instead of selling a 620 put on Tesla, you would, you would also uh, buy like a 600 put on Tesla. So you you would sell the six twenty and then you would buy the six hundred. Therefore, your maximum risk would only be twenty dollars. But even in right. that situation, with twenty dollars, um, your buying power would be reduced by twenty dollars times a hundred, which would be around like which would be two thousand dollars less the amount of credit that you receive. So yeah. the reality is, two you know two thousand dollars is okay if you wanted to get started. You can learn a little bit, but not going to be able to trade that actively like if you wanted to reduce this the width of the strikes from 20 dollars to 10 you can do that but i think a better amount would be anywhere from about like five to ten to fifteen thousand but i think that the best the the best option so to speak is just to get started and make a decision of what you want to of whether it suits you you know like it's always good to have choices, to learn different strategies, to put on like a different type of clothing that you don't usually wear. And then if it doesn't, <laughs> then you just discard it and go back to, to what you usually, to what you feel more comfortable
0: with. True, true. No, that's definitely important because then it just lets you understand the market as well. That's always kind of what we teach the audience here at In Penny Stock. Um, So definitely tell us a little bit more about how that transition happened of first you trading yourself. And then you creating best out strategy and, and kind of teaching others as well.
1: Yeah. So 2017, I had a really good year, and we recently moved down from uh, from Manhattan to Miami, and I was doing very well trading. The issue was that I was only making about five or six trades a week on my phone, and I got really bored. And coming yeah. from <laughs> someone who works, who who used to mm. work as, as an investment banker, I felt like I was like wasting my time. Like how many times can I just walk around and go to the beach? And (laughs) I just felt like I wasn't being productive. And I know that a lot of people are like, Oh, well, when you do this, like my goal is to work and then retire. But for me, I just felt like I I was like wasting my life. Like, okay. So I'm I'm making money, but like, I have 80%, 90% of my time free. And how many times can I walk around the building and go to the beach? It's like, I'm not doing anything. I just <laughs> felt like very unproductive. So my wife actually suggested that I start teaching people. And then I started like a YouTube channel. And um, I, I kind of, um, when I started like building out the the website and everything, I tried to like learn everything and yeah. it took me, like, eight months to, like, do the simplest thing because I, I wanted to, like, learn everything about it. Like it took like coding I like a WordPress
0: site, the domain, the hosting, all that. Yeah,
1: everything. Yeah. And <laughs> and then, like, the, the problem with it is, like, 95% of the things that I read, I never used. And it was just such a waste of time. And I feel like people – I feel like a lot of people actually do this. They feel like they have to learn everything. But from my experience, the more the more experience I become as a trader, the simpler I make things. Like I only have about thirteen or fourteen stocks on my watch list. I used to read articles on it, but then I realized that it wasn't helping me at all. Um, yeah. I just try to keep things as simple as possible. And yeah, to answer your question, like the reason I started was because even though I was doing really well, I also got very bored and my nature is to like work really hard like i mean we're talking right now when it's like 10 p.m at night you know like there are other (laughs) things that we could be doing but we just enjoy working and being productive that's the type of people that we are so yeah that's that was kind of like the the the, um origin story of why i started
0: nice nice and where do you kind of plan on taking it like uh if someone was interested in options trading I'll put the link in the description and in the comments below for best stock strategy. But how is it set up? How is the kind of the new stu- student journey you feel? How does that kind of go about? Is it videos? Is it articles? Is it just straight in?
1: Okay, so I have two primary products. The first is the course. And that's very comprehensive. But that course is also pretty expensive. It's $1,849. So unless you have a decent account size, and you're pretty confident that you're going to stay with options trading, then you probably should not take the course from the onset. Instead, what I would recommend is, you know, going to the website to beststocktrategy.com, entering in your email so that you receive some free training, watching some YouTube videos. And then what you could do is you can follow my trades. There's a one week trial. It's only $19. And I know that you'll, um, you'll, put a link in the um, description. Yeah, and I'll send it out. It'll be
0: included when people are watching this, yeah?
1: Yeah, and I think that would be great because by watching some YouTube videos, getting some free training and also following my trades for a week or so, you will then be able to decipher and make a decision whether you want to dive deeper into learning how to sell option premium.
0: Nice, okay, okay. Um, So I guess... One of the kind of final questions I have is that as, um, as a stock trader, as a crypto trader or so, how would I, would I do this? I know you said you only spend about 20 or 30 minutes a day or so on it. Is this something that I would be able to put capital aside for? Or how do you kind of see, and recommend people mixing it into their strategy?
1: I think that allocating about 20 or 30% of their portfolio towards options trading would be ideal. Now, in the future, I know that TastyWorks is going to come out with options on crypto. So remember, selling option premium is a strategy. the The asset class that you choose, whether it's equities or crypto, or I know that penny stocks are also equities as well. But you know, like, like it's a different No, type I got of
0: you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: penny stocks, they're they're not liquid enough usually in order to support an options market, but If you are interested in crypto, then probably within the next six to 12 months, they will be supporting selling options on crypto. So that's also something that your viewers might be interested in because they can take what they learn. And it's going to be the same strategy and the same process where, um, you know, like what I do is I'll look for a stock that I believe is undervalued and that's potentially sold off and which I think is stable right now. And that's going to go up a little bit in the future. And then I'll sell a put option to collect premium on it. So you can do something comparable in crypto. If crypto, Bitcoin is trading at around 32,000 and it was trading at about 64, 65,000 and you're completely okay with owning it at let's say 26,000, you can then sell a put option. And the great thing about crypto is because the volatility is so high, you will probably be able to collect significant amount of money and control a decent amount of crypto because you're selling an option, which is a derivative. You'll be able to control more crypto by selling that option on it than you would if you bought it outright.
0: Nice, nice. No, I love what you said about that in terms of the kind of applicable strategies and being able to take it to the next asset class or anything, because that's actually how I made my transition as well from Penny Stocks Crypto was because I use the same type of strategies and the same techniques, you know, so uh, I definitely like that. Uh, Final question before we close out, and this is just something that kind of I know a lot of students are probably thinking right now is um, where or how do you kind of determine the amount of money that's going to be able to be made from selling options or selling a trade like in the app or in the uh, program that you're using? Does it say it broken out like in the chart, like this option at this strike price will give you this much and this much, or how does that work?
1: Yeah. So the prices that you're willing to accept in order to sell an option, they are market-driven. So that is the bid-ask spread. And usually... Or actually, the reason why we trade the underlines that we do, like large cap stocks like Amazon or Tesla or Microsoft, Disney, et cetera, is that the bid-ask spread is very narrow. So you're not going to have to see a situation where a bid is at $1 and the ask is at $6 and you're not really sure like where the mid price is. Instead, by having very narrow spreads, you can glance at all the strike prices and then you can make a decision. You can say, Okay, I think Tesla is going to stay above 620, and right now is trading at 660. And if I sell this 620, then the market price that I can that I can the amount of money that I can receive right now for selling this 620 put option is going to be let's say four dollars per share or four hundred dollars mm-hmm. for every contract that I sell. But if I want to sell the 590, which will give me an incremental let's say 5% of safety net, you know, the difference between the 620 and the 590, instead of collecting $400, I can collect $300. So you know what? I think I'm okay with giving up the extra $100 for an extra 5% of safety net because I know that by selling the 590 as opposed to the 620, my probability of profit and my win rate is going to be higher.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, awesome. So definitely appreciate it. Uh, David, why don't you let the audience know where they can find you? Because I know we spent we talked a lot of numericals and stuff. So people would definitely want to kind of see it concrete. Where can they kind of find your content? Sure.
1: They can visit my website at beststockstrategy.com. That's all one word. And also on YouTube at youtube.com slash best And additionally, if anyone wants to email me, they can go to beststockstrategy.com slash contact and send me an email and I try to do my best to I value and respond within 24 hours to everyone's email.
0: Perfect, perfect. And I'll include all those links in the description below. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you, David. And uh, take care. Thank you so much.